whatever. So I was fortunate. Okay, but but listening to you describe those those things, and thank yeah. you for coming forward. But yeah. listening to you describe those things, it doesn't really sound like those things have come from directly from the leadership of the church. They sound quite arbitrary. Do you mm. feel that's the case? That it's just the kind of leaders like deciding that they want to do this, or is this something that has been decided by the leadership that's going to be done for the church in the name of God? This is what I think, and I'm speculating. I'm really, I shouldn't probably say this, but I'm going to be bold and say it. I believe that you know, the head, who's the, the, the you know, the head of the church, the pastor. I'm sure he would be aware of what's going on, okay. and it would have filtered through to him. Mm -hmm. This is what I believe. So you know, yes, there could be that case of you know maybe they're just doing their own little whatever mm -hmm. on the side. But I do feel as though um, it should have been addressed a long time ago. Okay, so, so so potentially we're saying that the so the actual church leadership, including the pastor, has not been good at kind of corralling all the kind of different schemes that are going on within the church, uh, and that he will be aware of them, mm -hmm. but they're not necessarily coming from him. That's a. That's, I mean, in your opinion, I mean, we're not saying that you're going to know necessarily, yeah. but. You would you would think that the pastor should be better at kind of sorting some of this stuff out. I think it, it should have been probably stopped because, in my opinion, if it was addressed or dealt with, then it wouldn't have blown up as it's blown up on okay. social media. So for me, it's just I, I use this example in a layman's terms. You know, let's say you're in a school, you've got a head teacher, you've got a deputy, you've got the head of head of years. You know, you've got those departments. And if certain the head of head of years are doing scandalous things amongst or trying to manipulate, I don't know the students, whatever. Eventually, over time, that's going to filter through to yeah. the head head teacher, and it's whether he's going to either stamp his authority, address the issue, or stop it, or just know that it's happening, kind of let it slide, and kind of just you know just brush it under the the the, the rug, so to speak. So I think I believe that he is. It hasn't been addressed. Early. He hasn't been dealt with thoroughly because if it was addressed. We wouldn't be in the the situation that we are now. Okay, good thing, Rashid. Do you have any uh, comment on that before I go on to? No, no, no for free. <laughs> okay, so um, another interesting thing for me is the fact that the, the kind of political links that are going on. Mm. So, um, what I'm hearing yeah. um, and reading is that SPAC Nation is kind of now political in terms of the affiliation. Um, head pastor of SPAC Nation, Mister. Toby was mm -hmm. seated in the uh, second row of the Conservative Party conference in 2019, where Prime Minister Boris Johnson addressed the Conservative Party. Just yesterday, SPAC Nation released a public notice which stated that many allegations and claims against the church had been hastily put together to meet political deadlines. And it also noted that there are some people who are using the church to score cheap political points. Concerns have been raised over SPAC nations developing links with the Conservative Party in the borough after Jade Edwards, who's a pastor in the church, was selected to fight a council by-election for the Conservative Party. The Conservatives have seemed keen to embrace the church, with Jade Edwards pictured sitting one place away from Mr. Boris Johnson at the Conservative Party conference, and the lead pastor, Toby Ade. Boyega was also at the event uh, and has previously been pictured outside number 10 Downing Street after meeting with the Prime Minister's advisors. Okay, so political connections. Mm. Um, this is 
this is interesting. Mm. I kind of feel like, to be honest with you, I've never heard of a situation where kind of a church has like a, a political aff affiliation before. Mm, mm. I did, uh, I, I ran a campaign for, actually it's funny, in this, mm. in that constituency in 2017 mm. for um, a political party and churches were quite cautious mm -hmm. about declaring political allegiance. Mm. So you're, uh, you're, let's say you're an MP candidate, you're running for election within a borough, you, you really aren't going to get the church to give you an official endorsement. Mm. But what you can do is you can say to the church, can we come to an event and can we make our case, mm -hmm. right? And some of them will agree to that. Mm -hmm. um, but what I haven't seen before mm. is um, church leaders, mm -hmm. um, which include Mr. Um, the Pastor Toby and um, Jade Edwards, mm -hmm. kind of being pictured at um, party conferences and next to Boris Johnson and, mm -hmm. and running for by-elections and things. Mm -hmm. So, Rashid, do you have any concerns about about that, or is that just part? Is that just part of the course? How people want to act? If I'm to be honest, it doesn't really sound like this is like that we're discussing a church. It almost seems like we're discussing like business and okay. trying to get there. You know, when business is trying to get there. They almost had to have influence on, um, I guess, leg legislation down the line. That's almost how it feels right now. Mm. Um, based on everything that we've discussed around, like SPAC in particular, it doesn't operate, in my opinion, as a traditional church, if that makes sense. I mean, there's been conversations questioning whether it's a church at all. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, is, um, it is a reason for concern, in my opinion. But, yeah, I've, I've never seen anything like that either. Okay, what about you, Frank? Does it feel like, I mean... Does it feel like there's some kind of leaning towards the Conservative Party? Does it feel a bit a bit cosy or like, does it not matter as long as we're praising God? I remember um, one time a friend of mine, I kind of asked him at the time when I first came, I was like to him, you know, I'm kind of finding it difficult kind of settling in or establishing relationships. People are kind of a bit, you know, they have their kind of cliques, whatever, and etc. It's just hard to kind of, you know, like gauge some sort of a, a relationship or a friendship. And the one thing he said to me, um, look at SPAC as a business. I remember when he said that to me at the time, I was like, I didn't really take that in light well because I feel as though, you know, I'm trying to, church is a place where you build, you know, relationships and it's not, shouldn't be based on business. I mean, if it stems from that, then so be it, but that mm. shouldn't be the basis of, mm. you know, the relationship. Um, going back to your question, um, I feel as though there is like an affiliation because I do remember, this is like a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago now, uh, one of the the, um, the conservative MP, I can't remember his name. He came down to one of the services. He came. He came. I remember he, I, I was in service that yeah. day as well when he came. Was he, is, is he someone on the cabinet or is yes, he? Yes, I forgot his name. You probably know who he is. I forgot his name. Is he? He's um, a black, black. Sam Jima. No, not Sam Jima. He's from Ghana, but I don't, I forgot his name. Um, He's been there for it's, time it's though. not Samuel Kasumu. Um, could it be James Cleverly? Oh, you're talking about Kwasi. Kwasi Kwating. Possibly. It might be Kwasi. But kind he, of, kind of tall. Yeah, it's kind of bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. quasi. It will so, be quasi. Yeah. Okay. So he actually came down. I remember I was in service that, that day. He came down, and he, it was funny because when he obviously he um quasi <laughs> shouting out quasi yeah quasi quasi got done for um they found out he had an affair with uh no sorry was it no no he he didn't have an affair he was dating one of the um. Uh, other MPs in the party. Sorry, that's oh, scandal. that was very funny. Yeah, Ooh, um, T T. 
to go on. So yeah, so so Quasi Quasi came down. So if that's him, yeah, yeah, I believe that's him. Okay, okay. So he came down, and um, obviously, you know, we have our segments where we have the word and whatever. So he came up and he was like, "Hi guys, you know, I'm so I'm here from behalf of blah blah blah." You know, obviously, he was just in awe about the energy and the young people. And you know how they, they give that talk. Yes, you know, this is like a, a wonderful place. Like, the energy is just great. You know, when you come to SPAC, I'll tell you this now. The energy is just, it's lit. It's live. Yeah. So, that's just naturally you're going to. So, he was talking a lot about that. And then he said, you know, I know some of you guys are thinking, oh, this is just, I'm just another person who's trying to, you know, um, sell you a, a, a dream or kind of let you vote for the conserve. But no, you know, what you guys are doing, it really matters. You know, they give that manifesto it really okay. matters guys that you lot you know affect you know uh, be a part in a position where you can affect change what wow. you're doing here is great you know for the young people and you know you should get behind jade edwards and giving all that morale okay and i'll add this as well the pastor he knows some influential people okay that's one thing he does have and yeah they have people that have come who are of influential status who have come into service and given us so he does okay i, I would say how, how you know this is like a no-brainer but if you how do you invite those people if they how, how they why would they come if you don't have any kind of relationship with them he yeah. does and you know it's, i don't think i'm either you know spilling tea or whatever but it's just common knowledge yeah, you know, it's yeah common yeah. sense yeah like, he does have that affiliation of okay that, and that's something that yeah. i can actually craft because mm, there's i've been other people in other certain facts who have come in so yeah. he is he does have that can i give yeah he does have that pastor toby knows people yeah he knows that's people. the thing but look if i'm speaking to some people now the the, the point i get to them is that you know, maybe I'm speaking to someone else at the church or someone who goes to another church. Yeah. And what they would turn around and say to me is, nobody cares. I'm there to praise God. Mm. You know, no one even cares about anyone taking advantage of young people, mm. taking out loans yeah. or anything else. I'm uh -huh. there to praise God, full uh -huh. stop. Yeah. And me praising God, like even if like, madness is happening uh -huh. in the background yeah. it doesn't stop my blessing from god it doesn't stop me <laughs> praising god yeah. so so is is that is that true like does it matter if you're there to go and worship god uh -huh. and to build a relationship with god yeah. does it matter that the madness is happening because for example um we know that not everyone in church is is going to be involved in certain things yeah and as you as you've said there are certain groups you know yeah. which act in certain ways and they're yeah. just more like do you know what i mean yeah so the, sh should the rest of the church really care? I, I think they should. Yeah? You can't see, you know, um, evil, or not evil, or you can't see something bad happening and then not do anything about it. Mm. It makes you just as bad as the person doing it. What's the what's that phrase about um, the only thing that, the only thing people who need to do to ensure that evil... Prece yeah, prece yeah, yeah, yeah good men who do nothing, yeah. Exactly, so mm. you can't see something like That's why I asked earlier on, like, who who's supposed to police it? Who's supposed to, like, tackle it? As a community... If your if people or individuals in your community are doing something bad, especially if it's now in the public mm -hmm. eye, mm -hmm. in my opinion, it's your responsibility to do something about it. I don't mm -hmm. know what I can't tell you what exactly you should do, mm -hmm. but to do at least something about it, mm -hmm. be it to raise the flag, be it to speak to the head pastor. I don't know what you have to do, but something needs to be done. You can't just allow it to continue to flourish, especially when it's damaging young people's lives. Mm -hmm. You've you've built your um, whole thing on saving these young people from the streets, and now you're messing up their future that makes no sense okay well i mean do you what have you, you or someone you know have yeah. is there this within the church is there this like a clear uh process of accountability so where you see where you see something you don't like or that you're not sure of mm -hmm. is there like a like a set out method of reporting it 
to church leadership or to the appropriate person? Or like, are those systems in place? For example, yeah. someone's being taken advantage of. Uh-huh. Let's say one of the leaders is pressuring someone yeah. to donate to a line yeah. or to take out a loan yeah. or to, to come and live in someone's house yeah. and give them the, all their student loan money. Yeah. Is, I mean, what are the, are the systems, do they exist? Well, wow, this is where it gets a bit blurry. You know, it's like, what I would say to, to, to add on to what he just um, mm. you know, um, you know, said is that there is a scripture and I'm paraphrasing and it says a house that is divided shall fall. Mm. So it cannot if if there's 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 division or there's a split in any type of team or whatever, eventually there's gonna be problems down the line. That's just a, 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 a given. Um going back to your question, from my experience, like I've heard certain people that have had kind of negative experiences or they've had certain felt a certain type of way that they've been treated a certain type of way and they've addressed it to certain leaders but nothing has been done about it in Mm. that in that in that in in that sense some um for me personally i haven't really experienced that you know uh uh, so i can't really you know say oh you know this and this kind of i was i was pressured to do so and so and i had no one to turn to talk to so i feel as though sometimes it depends on what leader you speak to because you know um it does, you know, play a, uh, a part. Okay. You know, so that, that yeah, who, whoever your leader is or whoever you speak to is, is very important. It's very important to pick. I know, and they also talk a lot, and I'm giving you a bit of inside kind of, you know, mm. um, um, scoop of what. Well, no, I think, are. yeah, thank you. But I think it also applies to, to other churches too. Like, yeah. do, are these systems of accountability there? Yeah. yeah. I mean, to even what I was going to mention is that um, uh, it's uh, one thing that, is important is that when you come to the church, anybody who comes, it's important to kind of a, a, align yourself or connect with someone who you trust. Because I think relationships are built on trust mm. and who you're comfortable. So these are just uh, uh, um, um, just normal things that are, people are drawn to kind of, you know, either reach out or, or listen to you. And I think if you don't know someone very well and that relationship hasn't been established and then they start to mistreat or certain things happen, then again, you have to kind of, in a sense, question the person who, who's your leader who is you know what i'm saying who you're you're, you're under mm. and make a decision if you feel as though you still want to be part of there or you want to continue so mm. i think sometimes you do have to make that decision in terms of if there accountability um do you know what i can only speak from my experience i, I believe there is accountability but whether it's um it's acted upon you know, is, you know, and to what degree, I couldn't say. Okay. Have you, here's a question. Have you yourself Mm -hmm. considered your position at the church? Have you thought maybe I should leave? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You you don't have to say if you don't want to, but, but I I just thought that might be an interesting point because Mm. that, that thought probably would have occurred to other people Mm. um, in the church too. Mm. And I have heard that some people have left actually, yeah. um, mm-hmm. especially recently because of uh, different allegations that are that are coming out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, no, you don't have to answer that question. Yeah. What I wanted to sorry, I was gonna say, um, and I'm, it's scary that I'm actually saying this because in the past when people say I'm like it's not always the parents, but like I'm just interested to understand like if the parents are aware of what's going on in the church. So if you have young people going to a particular church, 
are the parents aware of what's going on in that church and that their ch- children are going? Mm. And if they are, as I said, going back to who's, who's, who polices it, who's... who's yeah, I mean, but sometimes even on that, like some of these young people are from broken, dysfunctional homes. So sometimes they don't maybe don't have a relationship with their parents or maybe they don't live at home, whatever. So sometimes even that connection or going and speaking to mommy or daddy, whatever, is not there. So that's where now they're dependent upon certain leaders within the church. So it becomes a bit of a situation where they're then in a, in a sense vulnerable in that degree. Yeah, because and they don't have anybody, a family or member who they can lean, who can, they can, um, you know what I'm saying, go to if, if something happens or they, you know. That's a shame. Yeah. I think it's, this is the amazing Some of them thing, thing about Spac Nation, yeah. which is that the gang, um, a lot of these churches would not have been necessarily welcoming to to some of these boys and it feels it feels very much like a a, a youth majority church yeah, yeah. but i but i know that you know maybe some of these guys wouldn't have feel, felt comfortable going to other churches mm-hmm. and i think i think it's a good thing that these guys feel like spac nation is, is somewhere where they're welcome and, mm-hmm. and, that, and that they can go to um structures and accountability mm. hold on is that coming through on the is the next door no, okay it's just the thing um structures and accountability okay so in general uh, i've been fortunate to see some different churches and i think we've we know we know that the exploitation exists but i think there are several examples we can point to um within african churches and african-led churches um eddie long in america sexual abuse of young boys um and he was the the pastor of a really big church actually Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and some of the allegations came out and that was that was a madness that was was that 2009 10 Mm. um and actually there were so many financial scandals um even in the uk there were so many financial scandals going on at black churches in 2004 the charity commission actually had to change the rules regarding whether um, a person can be a trustee of a church and draw salary from it at the same time. Um, Reverend Hugh Osgood on the board of the African Caribbean Evangelical Alliance uh, and who is pastor of the Cornerstone Christian Center in Bromley um, has said that the difficulty with independent churches is accountability because there's no denominational structure over the top Mm -hmm. like you'd get in the Church of England or Mm -hmm. in the Catholic Church Mm -hmm. where there's a very clear organizational structure yeah. and very clear kind of uh, processes of, of accountability, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, personally, I think that there should be a church's charter. And I want to know what you both think of this. I think there should be a church's charter um, among these African and African-led churches uh, that we're talking about, many of which don't actually have a code of conduct. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as churches, they will have charitable status and there are certain stipulations which are made on them, but nothing which goes right to the heart of how our spiritual leaders are, are monitored in the way that they guide us. Um, you know, at the moment, somebody can kind of just, you know, find 50 people, get charitable status, and then tomorrow they're a spiritual leader. Um, and and I think that's I think that's fine, actually. I just think that, there has to be a clear process for yeah. for complaint. Yeah. And I think so far that's run by people who don't like the church leaving. They say, well, look, this isn't for me. I'm just going to leave. Yeah. Um, but in cases where we're talking about young people and particularly vulnerable young people, as you say, who don't have, uh, who don't have stable family backgrounds, 
uh, and people maybe um, who have been in and out of prison and so forth. There, there kind of has to be like a clear pastoral system. Mm. Um, so if there is an organization which would be ideal to kind of create this structure that I'm talking about, it would be the African Caribbean Evangelical Alliance. But I just found out that they, they closed in 2009. Oh, they, wow. um, and it was funny, they were set up in, they were set up in 2004, mm. um, or they were set up around 2004 to deal with African Caribbean financial mismanagement in, in churches. Right, but in two thousand nine, they had to close because of a lack of funding. Mm, right, mm. I just I think that's really ironic because the way the organization is funded, it's funded from churches, voluntary donations. Mm. And for, some, <laughs> sorry, for some reason, the churches stopped donating. Right, the organization couldn't continue. So that's part of the problem, of course, right? Yeah. So yeah. so talk to me about the solutions. What do we do about this? Because I want to see a charter. I want to see everybody having to sign up to charter of these such and such is the rules yeah. and we know where we're going. You see, like, with that, yeah, I've noticed something. Like, I've, I've had several jobs over my time and I feel as though sometimes I've been mistreated or they've taken advantage of me. And one thing that I think is, is important to have is representation. Mm. Now, something that was... is, is Some people... Who are, who are working, sign up to as a union. And I think the union are representatives in case of any situation where, you know, like the, the at work where they might, you know, um, mistreat you or take advantage of certain um, things that you're not aware of. I think it's important to have that. And I think that chartered uh, example you gave, mm. I think there needs to be a form of union and also a, a, a donation thing to kind of fund it. Because even if the unions, there's a small, from my understanding, people that are signed up to unions, um, they pay a certain donation yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I think that is important because that would reduce, I don't think you can fully eradicate it, but I think it will reduce and make people accountable, especially leaders of certain things that are going on because at the end of the day, let's just, just keep, I'm just going to be real and just keep it 100%. If I have a house, right, and I'm living, and people that are living in my house, right, and I'm, I'm you know, I'm, it's my house, I want to know what's going on in that house. So anything that happens, it's I'm accountable and I need to, it's, it's, it's on me. Agreed. So, and if, if that situation gets out of hand where the police, whoever is involved, that's a situation where, what, what, what were you doing? Why, why wasn't it resolved? Why, you know, there has to be a mm. level of accountability, you know, and let's say, for example, if, you know, it's, let's say, for example, I'm sharing the accommodation with someone and we, we, there are people there that are living, there has to be some sort of like, um, you have to have someone who can challenge you. In certain things or say no this is not because i think sometimes when you're just in that position that's it, that's it. there's the problem it's going to be problematic because ego and being in a position where you're 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 in control and you you believe that you're always right you start to fall into that kind of pattern of almost being you know in that position of you you, you can't be wrong or whatever you say is wrong. yeah and so. i think lots of the 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 pastors of the larger churches protect each other like when these scandals happen, I like I'm using America as an example. You know the Joyce Mayers and the Eddie Longs and the um, who's the what's the um, uh, what's his name? All of these guys, you know the American yeah. mega church yeah, pastors. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of them protect each other when this kind of stuff goes down. Right. Uh, Creflo Dollar and and everything else. Yeah. So, um, so you're right. So I'm I'm just saying that to agree with you. Uh -huh. Um. I agree with the charter, the, the um, idea of the charter. But, uh, the only thing that I, I find it funny as well that it closed down due to funding. But what, when it comes to like, how how do you apply to become a church? Is it just through 
generating developing a charity or as far as i know you can you can set up a church just on day one okay. um the charitable status thing comes into it when you're collecting tithe and offering okay so if you're not collecting tithe and offering technically you can have a church that's completely unregulated okay so if there was like a regulation body or something that you have mm. to sign up to mm. before you can officially be called a church, but then it comes to law kind of, you know, uh, dictating or managing faith. And I don't that's know it, that's it. Because, because churchgoers will then say, okay, but you don't regulate Hinduism and Islam exactly. the same way. Exactly. See, I mean, that's where it gets interesting. And I think one comment I do want to make about uh, the relationship between the church and politics you know obviously we're talking about SPAC nation having these ties to the conservative party i th i remember in uh does anyone remember in 2015 i think it was when david cameron went to uh something of life ministry of life it's one it's like a big christian festival and they held it in the o2 no uh, they, they think they had it in excel and essentially it's you know just like uh, like a big meeting where mm, lots of people come in so, something yeah. like that and um, Mr. Cameron got up on stage and said, look, I see the next prime minister of this country coming from the audience. And obviously we know, you know, African people, we say, yes, you know, praise God and the rest of it. I don't think we're, we're critical enough of our political leaders. And I think we let him get away with that kind of kind of perfunctory. Oh, yeah, the prime minister is in this room, you know, without without making demands that somebody should have got up there and said, what about reparations? Somebody should have got up there and said, okay, what, what happens to, I mean, or even if, even if it's a religious, like, why is it so difficult to, to set up a church? Or what about this such and such rule for charitable status? Or what about tax refunds? Or uh, uh, why don't we have a seat at the table when it comes to the political decisions you're making? Because I know in, in Hindu communities and in Jewish communities, they'll pay attention to, because they're, I mean, they're just good at, they're just good at making their uh, political intentions known. And they'll come forward and they say, this is what we would like from, from the political candidates. So this is, I mean, that's what I would like to see at least. I think it's important. I want to be a bit controversial what I'm about to say. Yeah. And this, you just mentioned those communities, right? Mm. And I think just, man, all right, cool. I just think that within certain people within the community are very um, hungry for fame and uh, they, they kind of get um, swayed by maybe a, a, a personality figure and almost forget or get caught up in that law and kind of their integrity mm. kind of wavers. And I think that's been the problem within our community pertaining to, just in general, like when they get to a certain level, you kind of, you start to lose your integrity or kind of bend it a little bit and it changes. And I think that, that strong unit structure is not there. And within these other communities, they have that structural system that is there. Mm. And the people that are gonna, you know, step up and be like, no, we can't. And I don't, I don't think there's a unit. There's the unity is not there enough, and it's not solid. That's why it's easy for us to get ill frustrated. Just was to uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, it's easy for to uh, to, to get a manipulated or you throw a little bit of money here, mm, and this mm. person goes this way and says, nah, I'll do a little bit here. And I don't want to get too political. Yeah. But it reflects on when you're talking about African churches. Look at majority of the the, the African leaders, majority of them. You know, I mean, it just reflects, it's just a reflection. So for me, it's just, uh, 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 it just trickles down. It's the trickle effect. Yeah. So I think once that is dealt with, then maybe we'll start to question these leaders and say, what are you doing for us? Or how about so-and-so? Because a lot of us are, you know, are not either aware or if they are aware, they either don't 
you know, have any any um any kind of a uh, confidence even maybe to speak up on it. So yeah. Okay. Um. Final comment. Uh, actually, ask a question. I want final comments. I also want your quick opinion about this lady, um, Miriam Mola. <laughs> Miriam Mola. I don't uh, know if you've met her, if you've heard of her. I know. But, her. but I, she's I know her. okay. Right. Yeah. So she's someone in the church who's been. Uh. We've like her videos have come online yeah. saying some things like I don't. Yeah, <laughs> she said yeah. I don't. I don't know God. I only know Pastor T. Um. Yeah. So final comments from you, Rashid, and then final comments from you. Um. Also uh, about. Mary Mola, please. Okay, so I was just going to mention what you said about <clears throat> having a seat at the table, mm. and it's relatively controversial. But if you're saying that the pastor from that church is mixing with com- uh, conservatives, and maybe they feel like that's the way it's going, is he not kind of forcing his way to get that seat at the table? Mm. Okay, okay, okay. Good point. Yeah. So, what was the question? I got um, final comments, and plus your uh, quick opinion on Mary Mola and what she's been saying in her so, online videos. So, final comments on. On final comments in general, yeah, yeah, including um, anything you've seen about Miriam Mola, Miriam, Mariam. Uh, well, all I can say in regards to what you uh, said that she said in a video on YouTube, whatever, mm. I feel as though once you start to worship with man and forget about the teaching of the Bible, that's when you know what I'm saying you've kind of lost the plot. So that's what I'm going to say. Okay, that point, yeah, you okay. Know what I mean? So that's 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 the, that's going to be problematic there already. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. So, yeah. Well, thank you very much, both of you, for joining us. Um, I think it's been a really, really good episode, actually. Um, and I, I, I wanted it to be a conversation. I didn't. I, I wanted to have some temper to it, so we can actually think about these issues and talk about them. Um, so I think we were successful at doing that. So thank you very much um, to Frank and Rashid um, for coming and giving us some perspective on this emergency special episode of Afrolog. We weren't supposed to record for another two weeks, but. Um, lots of people talking about SPAC Nation so we thought that it was important to do it as soon as possible Hot Topics Hot Topics Um, and thank you very much to Gwap um, for the recording thank you very much this is Afrolog